0: Real people, real opinions, real talk
1: radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.
2: Classic
1: Hits It's the biggest story of the day, the topic that everyone is talking about. And, you know, regardless of whether or not uh, you're someone who goes out socialising, you will have an opinion on this. We're talking about the government's decision to curb the hospitality industry and effectively shut down nightclubs, uh, which have only been open in the last couple of weeks. Now, the question is, do you support the government's decision to close hospitality at midnight? They said it's part of a range of measures aimed at reducing the spread of uh, COVID-19 infections. Now, you don't need me to tell you this. Um, The COVID figures, they've gone through the roof in the last couple of days and um, it's not good. On paper, it doesn't look good. And the government had to act and do something. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, believe that this was the right thing to do. I don't know what they should have done. That's not my job. I don't get paid to make those decisions. But, uh, however, uh, from midnight on Thursday night, uh, all bars, restaurants, and nightclubs will have to close. That is the time they will have to close at. So, nightclubs going to have to, gone. Bars, late bars, late restaurants, all gone. Uh, apparently, COVID. Uh, <laughs> COVID only cares after midnight. It doesn't care before midnight. And you're not going to get affected before midnight. And I think that is the frustration that a lot of people have is that they don't believe it makes any sense. I don't believe it makes sense. I'm angry over it because I have a vested interest in it because I DJ in nightclubs at the weekend. So I'm going to be down money. And I don't understand how, say in a bar situation, that you can be sitting there, go in at 8 o'clock and sit there till 12 o'clock. But you can't sit there any later than 12 because you're more at a risk of getting COVID if you're, after, if you're there after 12 o'clock. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, speaking uh, to the nation at Government Buildings, Miho Martin said that the measures were needed to curb the rising numbers of COVID. He said that the rate of COVID was simply too high. So this was the decision Uh, That was made and a lot of you are not happy about it. But Some of you actually support the idea and I want to hear from you regardless of what side of the fence you are on. Call us or WhatsApp us 087-188-0008. Now we're going to hear uh, what Taoiseach Micheál Martin had to say in a couple of moments but before we do that I want to do a poll with you guys just to see where public opinion is with the uh, Ireland's Classic Hits listeners. Okay, so everyone listening, I want you to get out your phone and uh, get out WhatsApp and simply text yes or no to this question. Yes or no? It's a simple question. Do you support the government decision today to close hospitality at midnight? If you support their uh, their idea and their plan, um, text yes to oh eight seven one double eight 188 zero eight. If you don't support them, text no to 087-188-0008. I just want to get a flavour of how you guys uh, all feel about this Uh, because um, if you were looking at social media earlier on it seemed that the uh, majority of people do not support uh, the government move. But let's see uh, if uh, Ireland's Classic Hits listeners are any different. So once again the question is do you support the decision made by the government today to close hospitality at midnight every night? And you know what? Um, I have to be honest with you and I don't want to be the prophet of doom and gloom I don't think this is for a couple of weeks I think this is probably going to be the case uh, way into January I really do I can't see them opening up uh, nightclubs um, before January I just can't see it happening unless the Covid cases go down drastically in the next couple of weeks So yes or no 087 188 0008 Here is Taoiseach Mihol
3: Martin Because of the vaccination programme and your commitment to it, we are able to keep society and the economy open. But continued progress in the journey to normal conditions is not inevitable. The increased socialisation that we now enjoy comes at a cost, and that cost is an increased risk of infection. Our health service, which has endured so much since the outbreak of COVID, is managing these increased numbers while also maintaining elective treatment. Our doctors, nurses, and care staff are doing an exceptional job in very challenging and difficult circumstances. But obviously, if the number of COVID infections and hospitalizations continues to grow at the rate we are currently seeing, no health system anywhere in the world would be able to cope. The range of measures that we have agreed represent, I believe, an appropriate response to the situation we find ourselves in. The vaccination and booster program remain at the core of our response to the disease. Firstly, we have paused what was already a phased and cautious return to the workplace, and our advice is now that everyone should work from home unless it is absolutely necessary that they attend in person. Next, we have considered what impact the reopening of hospitality has had on the disease. We want hospitality to remain open we continue to work with the sectors to ensure that the current rules around COVID passes and other protections are being properly observed. I want to re-emphasize to every business owner and every customer how important this is. When customers are vaccinated, the virus is less likely to spread and is less likely to have a serious impact. Requiring COVID passes is a proportionate and effective public health measure, and these rules must be followed. We have also decided that the closing time for all unlicensed premises will be midnight, with all customers having to vacate the premises by that time. The requirement for COVID passes based on vaccination or recovery will now be put on a statutory basis for cinemas and theatres. Regardless of vaccination status, all household close contacts of a confirmed case should now restrict movement for five days pending completion of a recommended antigen test.
1: Okay, there's Taoiseach Micheál Martin uh, speaking uh, outside government buildings earlier on this evening. And uh, as you can hear, he talks about a range of different things. But uh, what we want to focus on is the hospitality. And uh, everybody, you heard it in in his words, has to be off the premises by 12 o'clock now. What I noticed being a DJ in nightclubs uh, over the last, but uh, well, sorry, during the last uh, reopening, when uh, hospitality and I'm talking about bars and stuff like that uh, had to close at twelve o'clock. What I noticed, and I heard this with my own two ears, every single night I would hear people saying at the end of the night, they would say, "Oh God, the bar's closed now. Uh, let's go back to your house, Johnny. Let's go back to your house. Are you having a party in your house? Yeah, let's go back to your house." And it's no exaggeration to say the majority of people who were out were going back to house parties. And unfortunately, there's no way to police that. How do you police that? How do you stop a gang of 15 people going back to Johnny's house uh, for a house party? And whatever, once they're on a the licensed premises, at least there's some order. Maybe there's proper ventilation there. But as soon as they go back to a house party, it's a free-for-all. And that would be my concern. But I would like to hear from you and keep those uh, texts coming in on the vote. Very interesting uh, how that's going. Uh, I'll bring you the results of that in a couple of minutes. But I asked you the question in the poll, uh, do you support the government's decision to curb the hospitality industry by uh, having them close at midnight? Uh, What's up? Yes or no to oh eight seven one double eight treble 8 Now let me go to Dermot because Dermot, uh, you don't believe the restrictions will make any difference? No, I don't. Uh... Why not? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Go ahead.
4: I'm on i I'm on a um, feedback here. I think I can hear myself twice. No, I think I'm okay. I'm okay.
1: Okay, just turn um, off the radio. Jeremy, done. yes. I
4: don't. I don't um, honestly understand the the logic behind it. But aside from this, uh, what you said there about um, people being able to head for Johnny's house or Mary's house yeah. and have a hoodie till four in the morning. What is the difference? It, it, it's it's. I don't get, you're off the premises by midnight. What has that got to do with a virus? If you go out at 6 o'clock in the evening and you have to leave the, pub or the club or the pub at midnight, everybody is going to have to leave at midnight. Or you go into a club or a pub at 8 o'clock and you have to leave at 2 in the morning. What is the difference in two hours when it comes to a virus?
1: I guess what they've done here, without saying it, what they've done basically is shut down nightclubs, but they've never yep. said that. They've never, I mean, it didn't say anywhere. Hey, it have not it
4: them wrong, Jeremy. What they're doing is they've left the premises open and but they have totally disincentivised people from using them, which is absolutely and utterly disgraceful. Yeah, I There's mean, your
1: you, your average nightclub opens at half eleven. What are they going to do? Open at half eleven for twenty minutes and then and then say goodnight to everybody? So what? What they?
4: Or if if you, if, you, if your average punter wants four or five hours of entertainment, that means they have to sort of leave the house at six o'clock in the evening, and most people are already finish work at that time.
1: I don't know. I would like someone to explain that to me because I'm trying to obviously I. The figures are way too high. Uh, they're shockingly uh, high at the moment.
4: No, it's a double-edged sword. Our argument is, is one side um, um, in defence of hospitality and that. I, I meant to open up by saying I, I, don't, I, I don't envy me, mart I don't envy the government. They are in a no-win situation. And it is what's happening in the hospitals is getting out of hand and the cases are rising day by day by day. But you, we're, we're human beings. We are the, we are the um, sole owners of this mess. Because, quite simply, there's so many unvaccinated people, so many people that have theories that they're not going to take the vaccine, the vaccine doesn't work, the whole thing is a conspiracy. And it's now coming to the arts. They reckon close to half, over 40% of all of the cases in the, in the hospital, be it in ICU or just generally ill, are unvaccinated people who snub their noses at scientists, and doctors. Uh, where did they go suddenly when they feel sick? Because the very people that they stuck their
1: two fingers up <laughs> to a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to get into a blame game of who, who was to blame here because we are where well, we.
4: There is a blame,
1: There blame to some. There is a blame somewhere. No, there is a blame. Well, again, when, when everything reopened, we were we were basically left. It was left up to us to, to to be safe and to do things that we believe were safe. Now, in the last 14 days, 55,000 cases of COVID-19. Somewhere along the line, by the way, they're not all unvaccinated people. Uh, somewhere along the That's line, the fact, yep. Um, did we lose the run of ourselves? I mean, you heard heard Stephen Donnelly saying a couple of weeks ago, you probably shouldn't be going clubbing three nights a week. Now, I don't know anybody that goes clubbing three nights a week. Um, I haven't been clubbing three nights a year. Um, But he obviously felt that people were were overdoing it. And there's no point, as far as I'm concerned, there's no point in getting into the blame game now because this is where where we're at. But what, what I'm looking for and what you're looking for as well, and hopefully we will get between now and the end of this topic is some clear, concise explanation as to how this makes sense because it doesn't make sense to me but
4: but jeremy jeremy, there has not been there has never been an answer given as to why hospitality suffered the most during this whole whole um this whole crisis. They've been off off the air for virtually every day of the pandemic far the last the last twenty five thirty days. And now they're being hit again, and the difference now is is worse, to be honest with you, because when they closed them down in 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 2020, they w- they gave them support. They're giving them no support now. So what they're doing is to saying you can leave your lights on and you can have your DJ playing the whole lot, but we really don't want people to go in and um um frequent your premises.
1: I know. There's I a- I, f- I feel so sorry for staff that were oh, of, especially D- DJ friends of mine who were. Planning on on making a bit of money over the next couple of weeks into in the run up to Christmas, and now uh, and I have to be honest with you, I don't know about you or any of the listeners. I was not expecting. I was not expecting this. I was expecting some sort of uh, of decision and some sort of curve, but I wasn't expecting the hospitality to be hit uh, just after opening a couple of weeks previous.
4: Well, they simply are. They simply are. They seem. It seems to be the only direction the government can go. But they'd get They blame hospitality. They blame it for everything.
1: Okay, stay there. Stay there for a second, please, Jeremy. 087 treble zero eight. It is Jeremy Dixon here live on Ireland's Classic Hits for this Tuesday night. And we're talking about uh, about the big story, the only story in town at the moment the closing of hospitality at midnight from Thursday, which, uh, I mean, some people were saying, oh, I expected it. That came like a. a a bolt out of the dark, as far as I was concerned. I wasn't expecting that at all. Let me go to uh, Trish, because you agree with the government decision, do you?
0: I do, yeah. Yeah, I think after 12 o'clock, people get sloppy drunk. So before 12 o'clock, yeah, go out, have your fun. But after that, once they get sloppy drunk, they're going to be hugging and kissing and all over each other. You know, even open the nightclubs at 9 o'clock and let them go 9 to 12. You know, I've no issue with the nightclubs and the hospitality, but there is a level that once people continue, you always start the night off thinking you'll have a couple of drinks, but seven, six, seven drinks in, you know, you do lose yourself. So I think it could make a bit of a difference.
1: But those same people, uh, and I've seen it, Trish, will go back to house parties. They will go back with all with all their their friends. Uh, but they don't want to go home at twelve o'clock.
0: No, and if they go back with a couple of friends. You know, you can't control that. But if you're in, if they're in an environment where there's hundreds of people, well, then you're in a you know close contact environment with a lot more people. Now, you know, you, pe- people will not socially distance in a nightclub. It's it's
1: not. No, possible, no, it's yeah. I don't, You know,
0: it's, it's not possible. So, but, yeah, a, but that's a lot I'm of interact. these.
1: But sorry, Trish, a lot of these people uh, who I've seen at my gigs over the last couple of weeks, yeah, young people who haven't. Had any life, sort of social life over the last few years, uh, aged, you know, 18 to 24, they a lot of them got the vaccine with the promise that they would get their life back. And in fairness, the take up, it's something to be so proud of in this country. And I'm proud as as an Irish man of the. the t- I mean, you look at places like uh, Austria, which is a shit show when it comes to the take up of the vaccine. Mm. What's it? In the 60s, 60, 60 something percent. Um, we have to be, we should be very proud of the vaccine uptake in Ireland. And a lot of these people aged between uh, 18 and 24, 25. They got the vaccine uh, on the proviso that they could get their life back and they could go clubbing. And to see over the last couple of weeks at my gigs, just to see the smile on young people's faces as they were able to go back out dancing. And now that's been taken away from them.
0: Yeah, well, let the nightclubs open earlier. You know, let them go. I have a daughter who's 21 and she's in her fourth year of college and she lost the last two years of socialising in college. So I empathise with that because the first year and second bit of second year, they were great fun in college. So I know that they are losing their fun, their life, their life, everything, and their right of passage. But at the same time, why don't they open the nightclubs a little bit earlier? Why,
1: well, who wants to go to a nightclub at eight o'clock at night?
0: I give you that, but give them the opportunity even to do that. You know, but at the end of the day, two hundred people in in a confined space. And after 12, generally they've had their night in the pub, they're going on to the nightclub. There is a lot of sloppy drunks, I've seen it.
1: I know, but you're you're saying let's open the nightclubs earlier. And supposing they they did, they said, you know, uh, you can open the nightclub from 8 till 12. That still doesn't take away from the fact that you're going to have an enclosed space with 400 people all dancing on top of each other at 8 o'clock as opposed to 1 o'clock in the morning. So that doesn't really change it. If we're trying to... Uh,
0: no, but the point is that if they've already gone out drinking at 8 o'clock at night till maybe 11, they're half drunk going into the nightclub and then, as I said, sloppy drunk. Do you know, they, you lose your inhibitions when you have of a... Of course you drink. do, yeah. You forget the risk.
1: By the way, how, you do, how did your daughter react to the news?
0: She's not pleased
1: <laughs> wouldn't because have thought she was
0: so. hoping You know That she'd get a life again Because yeah. they haven't had a life No Do you know what I mean it's, it's awful When I remember First and second year It was real college life Oh completely You know Whereas now And the local nightclub Burnt down as well So that didn't help
1: <laughs> And did <laughs> You know And sorry Did she get vaccinated Did she
0: she got vaccinated. As soon as she could, she got vaccinated. And
1: what was yes. the reason? Uh, was it to get her life back or was it to protect uh, yourselves and older family members? What was what? what was because her...
0: Because I told her she had to if she wanted to come home from college at the weekend.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And was, did she have to be pushed to get it or was she happy enough to do it?
0: She had to be pushed a little bit. But after I fully explained, yeah. like, you know, you know we have an older person in the family you know, who I, we, I would be over daily with to see my father and he was going through cancer. So I said, you're not going. you're not welcome at home unless you, because I have to be sure I'm not going to get it and I'm being careful. So I'm not going to risk her being careless.
1: Absolutely. Stay there for a second, uh, please, Trish, because Shauna, you disagree uh, with what Trish is saying. Trish says uh, she supports this move. It had to be done. We need to stop being foolish. We need to cop on. Um, and you say no. You want everyone, no. you went everywhere back open, do you?
5: Yeah, I think we need to get life back to normal, like, she said, like, we need to do this for the the cases and all, but how long does she actually want this to go on for, like?
0: As long as it takes. So, like, you're happy with lockdowns for two or three years, it just goes on two or three years, I guess. At this stage, if they turned around and put us into full lockdown tomorrow, I would go along with it. It's not what I want, but but at the end of the day, it will protect people.
5: Yeah, but I'm just going to make one point, right? Like, right, this just going on about a year and a half, right? Nearly, near, nearly a year and a half. And we have, like, plenty of lockdowns, okay? But it's still not working, like. So, like, fair enough, it works temporarily, but it's not a long-term solution. So, like, what is the long-term solution
0: then? No, but the scientists maybe need more time to develop better vaccines or whatever. So, like, the vaccines, you can still catch it. Like, it doesn't it doesn't actually it from spreading it. Which is, which
5: is no. what they say they're supposed to do, you know what I mean? It doesn't stop it I'm sorry, traffic. Trish, did
1: you say... Sorry, I couldn't cross your boat there, Trish. Did you say you would uh, be happy with another lockdown?
0: No, I said, if they said there'd be a full lockdown tomorrow, you couldn't... The five kilometre rule again. And I live rurally, so five kilometres is, is, is quite restricting on me. Of course, yeah. But if they said that that was happening tomorrow... I wouldn't like it, but I'd go along with it.
1: Oh, Trish, I have to be honest with you. I couldn't go. Kill me. I couldn't I go. I couldn't go back to bringing my kids or down to see their grannies uh, through a window and them having to say say hello through a pane of glass. I couldn't go through with that again. No, um, it was
0: horrible. But, but if their granny is a high risk case, it's just you have to you have to put their health first.
1: Yeah, well, that's common sense. That's obviously common sense. And uh, Sean, are you vaccinated? No, I'm not no. So you. But it didn't make any difference to you anyway because you weren't able to go to nightclubs no, or... No,
5: that's, that's my point. Actually. I you mean, know what I'm trying to say? Like, that, like... Right, I'm just going to say this, right? They're saying all non-vacc... Like, unvaccinated people weren't allowed in, right? But, like, yes, they're now closing the, the nightclubs because of cases so... What was the point in not letting people like me in that's not vaccinated when there's only people that are vaccinated allowed in and there's still cases? Get me? Like it's, not, it doesn't, it's not really logical.
1: Well, I mean? it, was, it was logical because you were unvaccinated. And I mean, it's none of my business why you didn't get the vaccine. Absolutely. I will not even ask you because it's none of my business. But the reason uh, the reason being is that it's easier to pass on the virus when you're unvaccinated. And certainly from your point of view, um, you probably... Were you scared to go out because you had no vaccine? Would you have gone to a nightclub had you been allowed into I one? I would
5: have gone, yeah. I really? Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you would have danced among 400 other people even though you weren't vaccinated?
5: Look, I'm just going to say this, right? I would have because, you know what, I ha- to be honest with you, I am diabetic. I have, spent the last year and a half, been really, really worried enough. But now I'm susceptible to the stage and i like, I need to live my life. I can't just, like, like... But you're obviously the- not too worried because you're not vaccinated. Come on. But like that's my choice not to get vaccinated. you know what I mean? I don't, like I'm not one of these typical anti-vaxxers try to shove their opinion on people's throat, right? But I think like everyone has their own choice. Like if I don't want to get the vaccine, that's my, I expect people to respect my decision because like same as you, if you if you like if people get decide to get the vaccine, I respect their decision. you know what I mean? But I don't like the people that actually just try and blame the non-vaccinated people for everything. you know what I mean? Because I don't think that's fair at all. You know.
0: Well. But as well as that, you have to take into account people have become complacent now. I, When I go into the shopping centre to get groceries from my father, I go straight up and sanitise my hands. Now, people are walking in and there's nobody. Today, I was in Blanchett Town Shopping Centre and I walked up and people were walking into the back of me. Because yeah. they were trying to walk past the hand sanitizer.
1: I would agree with you. The the the, the guard has dropped. No, so it's
0: our fault. The, the numbers had, are our fault. Yeah.
1: No, the guard has dropped, and I noticed that myself. Uh, even in some shops um, where staff aren't wearing masks anymore, they're not asking customers to wear masks. Uh, and you you blame you blame us? You blame the public? Do you?
0: Totally, because if if we kept doing the sanitising of our hands. You know, look how many cases of flu there was last year. Hardly any. Because we were being so careful. Everybody was hand sanitising 20 times a day to the point our hands were raw. Yeah. Whereas now, nobody's, nobody's doing their hands. They might do them two or three times a day. If we go back to looking after ourselves and being a bit more careful, there's some hope we'll get through it. But if the people that are screwing it up, the government have to put things in place because... As a people, as a country, we're screwing it up for
1: ourselves. I know, it's gas how you look at things differently now. I was doing a midweek gig a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night and uh, in front of the DJ box, um, you could see a fella and a girl, a fella approaching the girl and they ended up chatting on the dance floor and two seconds later they were kissing the face off each other. Now normally that wouldn't be an issue, but I remember the first thing that popped into my head when I saw a girl kissing a fella who she didn't know, was like, oh my God, what are you doing? The germs, the germs. (laughs) Get your tongue out of that mouth! Stop! Stop! And but obviously these are people who have been like Sean. You've been you probably have not had much of a social life in the last year no, and a half. I haven't,
5: no, I haven't, gentlemen. You know I and it's just like to be honest with you. When I, like uh, when I when I thought, you know at the start that was twenty seventh of October or whatever that I heard the first of all it was like oh every, everything's going to be lifted and stuff. I was delighted with that. But then I heard oh no you have to like you have to have the COVID and everything goes everywhere. I was like you know it's just this, it's just this. I just I'm just like. Will this ever end? you know what I mean? Like it needs to go back to normal because I can tell you now. I'm sure lots of people, lots of the listeners will agree. Like there's never going to be
0: zero cases for a long, long time. I know, I know,
1: I know but there's yeah, but you do realise? Well, it will it, it...
0: never go back to normal till people do what they did last year and keep their hands sanitised.
5: Well, and I, try and
0: be a little bit better. I do, you know, when I do go, I do hand hand sanitise. So I just want to make that clear. I know there is a lot of people who don't, but I always do. Yeah, but all you can do is stand at the door of a shopping centre any day of the week, and I guarantee you'll see nine out of every ten people walk past the sanitising no, station. In no, all fairness, I don't use the ones in the place. I have my own
5: hand sanitizer. Fair enough. Uh. And just
1: button. just while you're both talking about that, can I say as well the amount of uh, places that have empty sanitising; they don't even fill them up anymore, which I find. Um, yeah in a very well-known shopping centre, in doing my shopping the other day, went to two sanitiser stations and none of them had uh, gel in them, which I found. And that, again, that's what, that's what you're saying Trish, that is a drop, that's dropping the ball, isn't it really?
0: But then it becomes our fault and the people who own the shopping centre and the staff they have. Like, so as a people, we are, we've all dropped the ball, individually and as a whole. And that's what's bringing the cases up as well.
1: So Shauna, you do realise that the idea of having everything back to normal with fifty-five cases in a fourteen day period is just not realistic. I mean and here's the thing, Shauna. Um hospitals are stretched at the moment. And supposing your one of your parents got sick tonight and had to be taken to a hospital and there was no hospital bed for them, you'd be probably singing a different tune then, wouldn't you? Um I get what
5: you're saying, but I will make this point as well, like and but people die from the flu as well, like so I I I I get that because it's new and something like that COVID, it's more kind of but at the end of the day. Like sure, if you think about it now, there's no even such thing as the flu now. Like it's all COVID, COVID, COVID. you know what I mean? So, well, no, there was no, states. there was
1: no flu last winter because we were all behaving ourselves. We were all wearing masks. Yeah, uh, but
5: I'm saying now, even like even now, there's not. Say if someone has like a cold or whatever or whatever like that, it's automatically hot, it's COVID. There's no even such thing as like oh, it could be the flu. you know what I mean? That's how world. That's how mad the world has gone. Like I guess there's high cases and stuff like that for. There is other illnesses out there as well, you know what I mean? So it's not just, like, it's, it's, I just think it's mad to focus on just one virus, you know what I mean? But it's just, it's, like, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. So I think you just need
1: to live with it. Well, hopefully, hopefully with the booster coming along, that will uh, help things. Thanks for your call, Sean. And let me go to, before I go to a break, let me go to uh, Des who's on Lynn One. Lynn One, uh, I presume that's Line One. Uh, how are you, Des How are you? You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can, but that's really weird. I have to press the second button to speak to Des. That's really, really weird. Um, how are things? Are you all right?
6: None, None of that.
1: Now, what do you want to say about this? You, well, you don't support the decision, just, but you I, understand it. I don't,
6: I, don't, I don't support the government, but I understand where they're coming from, yeah? Um, like, two weeks ago, I'm not going to name a nightclub, but I'll name the road it was on. Street, no, no, yeah? please
1: don't mention even the road it's on, but tell me the story. What were you going to yeah. say?
6: He was up one road and down another road just to get into this nightclub. Yeah. And we're not talking to 200 or 400 people. We're talking a couple of thousand people. So what they're saying is, right, if you go to a pub in the evening and you leave the pub and you go on to a nightclub, that's bringing another few thousand people out till four or five in the morning. So why don't you find out you can get a nurse on the line and see what they think about how stretched they are yeah, I, we're talking about... Well, no, we're talking about, oh, poor, we can't go for a drink, we can't go to a nightclub. I know, there's a bigger
1: picture here, isn't there? There's a
6: bigger picture here and the government are doing their best and typical us, let's give out because they made the decision that's going to affect people. And there you go, there's one of your listeners on the phone hasn't even got a vaccination.
1: <laughs> you couldn't make like, it up. Come
6: on, you couldn't make it up.
1: I was talking to one of my best friends, Des, is an ICU nurse in the States, uh, in the east, on the east coast of the States, where... Uh, COVID is, is, is still rampant and um, he's dealing with COVID cases every single day and I, I talk to him regularly on the phone and he tells me and he's had to, over the last year, he's had to hold up iPads to COVID patients so that they could say goodbye to family members uh, at home and he says it's horrible, it's a horrible thing to have to do but he was saying as well that so many of the people that end up in ICU units are unvaccinated and he finds this as a healthcare worker He's working his arse off. He's working long hours. His eyes are popping out of his head from the tiredness. And he says, then you have people coming in um, looking for hospital care. And they should get it, by the way, but who didn't believe in the vaccine, yet they believe in medicine because they believe that the hospital should look after them.
6: Yeah, like, you, you, you'll get people going out now tonight and they'll be going, or tours night, Friday night, and they get so drunk. And some of them, are, the odd one, might end up in A&E. And those people in A&E are treating people with COVID. Like, there's over 600 people now in hospital, and there's 120 or 30, I think, in ICU. So that those figures are not acceptable. So no. we're obviously doing something wrong. If, we've, if You're saying we're one of the best for getting out the vaccine, but it's still not working. So we're doing something wrong. So the government have to do something to try and bring it down.
1: And do you think this, but, was, the, this was the only thing they could have done? Is this- No,
6: it's not the only thing. I think... That girl at the start, I was thinking at myself. OK, who wants to go to the nightclub at 8 o'clock in the evening? Well, let's <laughs> yeah. be
1: available. Actually, sorry, can, I, can, I, can I, I put my hand up? As an older man, oh, I'm not ancient, I would happily go to a nightclub at 8 o'clock and be home in bed by half 12. Yeah, that so well, like, suits me fine. Well,
6: well, like, leave it someone's choice to go out. So, like, you have a couple of hundred people going out. Half of them might go to a nightclub and half of them go to the pub. Yeah. So it's going to close at twelve. They're going to get some business. You could DJ from 8 to 12 instead of DJ from 12 to 4 in the morning.
1: Yeah, that would like, suit me. Yeah, yeah.
6: Like, you have to be able to look at this and say, well, hold on, let's look at the bigger picture here. And the bigger picture here is that people are in ICU. It's getting bigger. And the nurses are absolutely up to the royals now. And they're getting it in the face for two years now. And we're just sitting back giving out because we can't go to a nightclub for a while. Like... Everyone
1: has been affected by this. Yeah, everyone. I I agree with you. Thanks very much for your call, Des. You're talking a lot of sense. I would like to hear from you. 087-188-0008. That is the uh, WhatsApp number, or you can phone on that number as well. 087-188-0008. It's Ireland's classic hits. It's Jeremy Dixon here with you live until 11 o'clock tonight, and we're talking about the big story today. Uh, the story that you're all talking about, and that is the uh, restrictions that have been placed on the hospitality industry. If you do work in the hospitality industry, by the way, love to hear from you. Pick up the phone. Uh, although you're probably in work, but if you have night off, pick up the phone, give me uh, an L bell. I'd love to hear how you feel about it. Or if you do work um, in a hospital, if you are a frontline worker, I'm sure you would have a completely different opinion on this as well. Once again, that number 087-188-008. Now, a couple of moments ago, I asked you to text yes or no about whether or not you supported the government's decision. And uh, just looking at the text that came in, I would have to say, oh, 45%, I would say, give or take, 45% um, do support the government decision. 45 Percent, So it's really, like everything to do with COVID, it has, uh, it's divided opinion and divided the people. But there you go. Anyway, the lines are open to you now. 087-188-0008. And don't be sending me, every time you talk about anything to do with this, you get people sending you links to spurious websites with spurious and spurious screenshots from websites that I've never even heard of do do yourself a favour, do me a favour. I'm not going to read them, I'm not going to bother clicking on them and you're wasting your time. Go and have a cup of tea, thanks. If you're just joining us, where have you been? You've missed a very lively 40 minutes. It is Ireland's Classic Hits. It's Jeremy Dixon here with you live on till 11 o'clock. Oh my God. People get very, very annoyed over the smallest little things. I'm just looking at the uh, my old Twitter feed here. and. Uh all the guys with the Irish flags are coming out in full force. Angry, angry, angry people um, who just and it's the same thing over and again, over and over again. They just keep sending you links and screenshots of websites that they came across doing their research, and it's like, oh, we're all tired with us. We don't. Want, we we want to have a, and we've been able to have a responsible adult. Educated debate about this without any of your nonsense uh, spilling into it. So, um, thanks for your opinions, but no thanks. Okay, we will stick uh, with this debate. Thanks very much. We're talking about the government decision to uh, put a curb on hospitality by making them close at midnight uh, come Thursday. Now, that doesn't affect restaurants because I don't know any restaurant that stays open till midnight, so it's pretty much, and pubs as well you know, do most pubs stay open after 12 o'clock? So really what they're talking about here is um, it's a de facto ban on nightclubs without saying it. They didn't say that today we're closing down nightclubs, but what they've effectively done is said, listen, you can't open past 12 o'clock. So in other words, stay closed. And uh, I really do feel sorry for people who work in the nightclub industry because uh, they were just getting back on their feet and now this. But having said that, 55,000 cases over a 14-day period. Let me just read out what Tony Holohan said uh, on his Twitter page. He said, in the last 14 days we have been notified of almost 55,000 cases of COVID-19. The only time we've had more cases in a 14-day period was back in January of this year and we all remember what happened in January of this year. We certainly don't want to go back to that. Unfortunately, we do expect this figure to increase in the coming days. This level is unsustainable. When incidence of disease is as high as this, we must all act as though we are close contacts and as though we are at risk of transmitting the virus to others. Let me go to Joanne. Joanne, you're very welcome along to Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you? Sorry, I have to do that. There you are, Joanne. How are things?
2: I I just think that um, it's all so disheartening, really. You know, especially for people now that work in the industry. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, is that you? Do you work in that in, this, in this industry? Do you?
2: No, I don't, but I know people that do. And But at the same time, it, we all have to protect each other. Yes. And I do think it's a bit ridiculous to say that nightclubs can open until 12 midnight. I mean, when I... Okay, right, I'm, in my, I'm 42 now, 43 Christmas. I mean, I remember nightclub and my day was, you'd get... You'd go to a pub, or you'd drink at your house, and then you'd get dressed up at ten o'clock to go to a nightclub, and you'd be there to two and half, two, three in the morning, bopping away. Yep, yep. So it's hardly like a nightclub anymore. No, 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 you no, know.
1: no, no. Let's 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 cut to the chase here. Nightclubs are are closed for the foreseeable because they they probably aren't going to open. Well, how even. how
2: could they open it wouldn't it wouldn't be sustainable i don't think
1: no absolutely getting all the staff in for for 3 hours
2: and i think it's terrible on you know dj's and um all that stuff i yeah i just i really really feel for them i have to say okay I but really gee, do
1: you let me let me play devil's advocate here do you feel for the the doctors and the nurses who were trying to deal with 55,000 cases of covid over a 14 day period
2: well i tell you something I'd say when they hear of people out bopping about with no masks on them and stuff like that, and then they have to face the aftermath a week later, yeah. 100% I do. Oh, my God. I would feel like saying, I don't really want to treat this person. Why should I have to treat this person? They're putting me at risk when they, they know the guidelines, they know the rules. and they're you know, Do you know what I mean? I almost oh, be so frustrating. I think if everybody played golf and just did what they were asked to do in the first instance, I don't think we'd still be here.
1: But, to be honest, nobody has played... Not everybody has played ball from day one. I mean, since this... Do you know since...
2: what's most disgusting to me, Jeremy? Oh, go on, that go on. I was on a bus more than once, OK? And it's full capacity and everything. Yeah. And people are sitting there with their masks, uh, not even over their nose, oh, I know. under their chin, looking at their front, and I just think, you know, you're so selfish. Is and, oh, I just really, I'm like, I don't even want to get on buses anymore, to be fair.
1: I know, it's a simple, simple thing. I, I, I'm always shocked. Just um, have a bit of a... Have a bit of courtesy for other people. Yeah, we we no we, matter we, how you
2: might
1: feel. Where where a radio station is here down at the the tree arena, there's a building site nearby, and uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of builders working on the building site, and they go into the same shop as us for lunch every day. And the amount of them that can't put a face mask on properly, and I'm thinking to myself, lads, you can build skyscrapers, you can erect cranes, you can build the biggest buildings in the world. But you can't put on a mask properly. It just, it it defies logic. And and the thing
2: is, it's like their bodily fluids. It's not just coughing, sneezing. It's sweat. It's everything. And it's just all airborne all around them. I just think, Jesus Christ, if you have any intelligence in your head, man, if you don't respect yourself, please, well, at least kind of think of other people.
1: Okay, do you support the government decision that they made to to curb um, hospitality at midnight come Thursday?
2: I do, to an I do, right? But I do feel sorry for them as well. For small businesses, I feel very sorry for. I really do. And um, businesses that are like really going by the guidelines, checking COVID passes. See, they're not all doing that.
1: No, That's no, the they problem. certain they certainly aren't. too And in fact, last week. Uh, after leaving here I was doing the show last Thursday hang on Ashley. what night did I go for a Charlie's probably Wednesday and Thursday to be known anyway I went for a Charlie's after the show last Wednesday for those of you who don't know what a Charlie's is in Dublin um, Charlie's is a Chinese takeaway restaurant and there's four of them or five of them in the city centre they do lovely Chinese food anyway I was uh, sitting uh, not too far away from Charlie's with me three and one on my lap classy bloke as I am and I was sitting outside two particular venues, and so I was sitting there for twenty minutes eating my three and one, and noticed uh, that on both the uh, on both the venues that the, the security guards were not checking for for COVID certs. So I mean, when you hear about things, uh, when you hear about things like that going on, and I couldn't believe it what I was observing. Just they were waving customer after customer in without checking for the COVID cert, and I think. That is part of the problem. And when we look back on this and see, well, what caused this um, was agreed among certain nightclubs. Now, the clubs I worked in, I have to say, 10 out of 10, they did everything possible. They checked uh, for the COVID vaccine. They checked temperatures. They squirted um, hand sanitizer onto their customers. They did everything they could. But I think not everyone played ball. And that's what we're seeing now. Kevin, how are you?
7: Hey, good afternoon. You're on Ireland's how Classic on? hits. How are things? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Now, at you, all. you
1: support the measures? Of course I do. So you're, know, you're not a nightclub owner then, are you?
7: No, not at all. Uh, or a frequenter. Or, uh, I don't frequent them anymore. Um, but that said, that's neither here nor there. Look, um, I hope you can hear me okay. So if you can't, just let me know. No, I can hear business. you perfectly.
1: Go on. Um,
7: look, at this stage, um, pubs, nightclubs, pubs haven't been open in operation or nightclubs uh, for n- near on a year. And yeah, they got opened up um, nightclubs very recently, but they tried and it didn't work out, boys. It didn't, and girls. And if, if they don't realise now that their profession is very volatile and it's dependent on people's kind of, how people kind of con- conduct themselves in relation to, I'm going in with a dodgy ID, I'm not being checked.
1: Oh yeah, Don't so there's mean. people selling dodgy COVID uh certs yeah. on, on the on the dark web and stuff like that. Yeah. The globe. yeah, but you're you're always gonna have chances like that, Kevin. That not everybody yeah. not everybody that went to a nightclub in the last month uh was they were, they were following guidelines. I mean the, the, the guidelines given by the government and by the by Nefes said that it was okay to go to nightclubs. So they weren't breaking any laws. These people, you know, they're they're you know, they shouldn't be vilified for going out for a couple of nights out.
7: No. No, but unfortunately, we don't. The, the COVID's deciding us, and as I and I like, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. Sorry, it's the wrong word. It, the government have a a, a a legal a legal thing to preserve life, right? And like anybody could come along and say, "Oh, well, the government said it was fine," but my sister, my family member died, and I'm, I'm suing them. They have to do everything to preserve life, right? And there's nothing anybody can do about it. You can jump up and down all you want. Preservation of life is the key, to, or the number one thing. Any government. Yeah, Kevin,
1: I, I get you. I understand. I'm looking at the figures, uh, you know, the 55,000 cases of... Co- in fact, someone uh, has pulled me up over that. I'm very annoyed about that, um, saying... Uh, where is it gone? That is an awful statement to make. Fifty-five thousand people did not go to hospital. Scaremongering, retract the statement! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! I didn't say fifty-five thousand people ended up in hospital. I said there was fifty-five thousand cases of COVID over the fourteen-day period, which is a fact. Okay, they are the figures. So calm down. Get yourself a cup of tea, have a biscuit, and calm down. Nobody is scaremongering. That is talking about facts that are there. Okay, it is a fact to say that 55,000 people tested positive for COVID-19. Obviously, the 55,000 people didn't go to hospital. Any aegis would know that, and I would have thought you would have copped onto that as well. Sorry, Kevin, go on.
7: Sorry, Jeremy. Unfortunately, you're using a dirty word there. called fact. Right, this is what I can't understand with people. It's like, why Oh, the vaccines aren't working? A, it prevents you more or less not to die if you get a dose of it, right? But the thing is, we have a vaccine against the original COVID
1: strain. I know and we and have Delta, new strains. And that's yeah. A Delta one. yeah. But
7: Do you, and I, and I, and I if believe if Kevin. I COVID, if I get COVID now with the vaccine that I have, it's like going to a gym that's closed. It can't, it can't get any stronger. But if it goes to an anti-factor and you get COVID, it's like going to a gym that's open. It's going to get stronger and stronger and it's going to get more. Resistance.
1: I would say, Kevin, I would say there's nobody more disappointed at the way the vaccine is performing than the medical field because, you know, they they, they put their heart into this. Um, the government, uh, not just our government, every government said a year ago that when the vaccines come out it will be a game changer, it will be the silver bullet, it would mean we could get on with our lives and sadly COVID is it's not beating the vaccine but the vaccine isn't working as well as we thought it would work.
7: No, but that, we all hope and pray. And politicians, right, I'm not a fan of them. Most of us aren't. But that they're only human as well. None of us have the silver bullet answer. None of us.
1: So you and agree you 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 you, you, you agree, see, you agree still com- don't know. Okay, you agree completely with these restrictions that are in place?
7: Um, yeah, unfortunately I do. Look, if they don't realise now that they're the rest, not the restaurants, the pubs and the nightclubs are dependent on how people con- conduct themselves and how they conduct themselves yes. Yes. on how long they're allowed to stay open going forward. Well, then it's either put up or, or sell up one or the other. Well, right. if you've got a pub that's been closed for you and you can afford 12 months down the road to redo it up and put money into it and open up,
1: yeah, I have to say, if I was if I had thanks for your call, Kevin, it's just very difficult to hear you. If I had a bit of money, the one place I wouldn't be invested in is a nightclub because it looks like it's such a, a Uncertain uh, business at the moment because the COVID is not going away anytime soon and it's not. We have to deal with the reality. Um, It's just, it's always going to fall back on hospitality, isn't it? And um, you have to, you really have to feel sorry for people that work in that industry. One final call on this, and that is, by the way, we could take calls till Christmas on this, literally. Uh, Owen, how are you? You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, do you you, you support the restrictions? I
8: don't. Yeah, I just think they've done it completely wrong. Um, if it was myself doing it, I would have maybe opened up around the summertime when the the numbers were kind of leveling off around the five hundred mark.
1: Sorry, to, no, it's very hard to hear you say that again, Don. I said if it was myself kind of
8: organising the restrictions and that, I would have closed the. I'll open the back up in the summertime when the numbers of people in COVID was around 500. It was steady at 500 there for I know,
1: 100. but, but oh, we always knew, we always knew that opening uh, opening up nightclubs and opening up cinemas and opening up restaurants, that the, the, the figures were going to go up. Now, I, I had no idea that they were going to go up that high. Um, and I don't think anybody thought they were going to go up that high. So what should the government have done then, um, differently, this time around? Well,
8: I I do think that they should have opened her up in the summer just because coming into the winter time you would have people attending hospital more with flu and things like that. Um, I was saying it to I think I can't think of the man's name on the phone there before Ashland. Um,
1: Michael, Michael yeah.
8: Michael, yeah. Sorry, you there? Yeah, can you you hear
1: me? Yeah, go on, go ahead.
8: Yeah, I just think People should be respected either way, whether they went for the vaccine or didn't. I just think people getting on and slating people that haven't got the vaccine is wrong because it's a choice that you take.
1: Whether together or not yes it was it was a choice uh to get it or not, but you know public uh, health interest and to protect it the, the reason I got it was to protect uh family members around me so that I could spend time with my mother so I could hug my mother uh i mean that's why that's why I got it so um and i in fairness, in the last hour i haven't heard anybody really slam people for not getting the uh, the vaccine and I'm not for one moment saying that it's the unvaccinated that are responsible. Um, for the 55,000 cases of COVID over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Anyway, thank you very much for your call. Thank you very much for all your calls, your comments and your texts. My God, that was a busy, busy discussion. And uh, it was great to hear from both sides, uh, from the people who support the government decision and the people who don't. I just hope, I just hope for the industry, I hope for my colleagues that work in nightclubs and uh, late night bars, I just hope that these restrictions aren't kept in for very long and i think we all have our fingers and toes crossed that over the next couple of weeks that the figures will go back down to an acceptable and a manage- manageable number that we can um that we can reopen but it seems to be it seems to be like a um, a game of snakes and ladders doesn't it you you know that game that you used to play as a kid where you'd you'd throw the dice and you'd go up the ladder and you'd be near the top, you'd be near square 100 on the game of snakes and ladders. And then you'd throw a dice and three would come out. And you'd go one, two, three. You'd hit the snake and you'd be right down to the start. And that's, I have to say, when I heard this announcement today, that's what I felt like. I just felt like snakes and ladders. One step forward, two steps back. Uh, are we ever going to get out of this? And it was actually a friend of mine. I went up to Twitter uh, earlier on as soon as this announcement was made. And I just saw a friend of mine tweeting and they said... Are we ever going to be out of this? And I think that pretty much summed up how uh, a lot of us feel.
4: Real people, real opinions,
1: real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
2: Classic hits.